The future of health coaching. Opportunity, action, impact. Brought to you by Teleosis Institute, coaching and narrative healing. Welcome. Joel Kreisberg and Conversations on the Future of Health Coaching. I'm really excited today to be welcoming Dina Salisi, a colleague of mine at Teleosis Institute. Dina has graduated from our program in narrative health coaching, and she took that work into her work with flower essence, flower essence therapy and flower energetics to uh, create a, a dynamic practice uh, with a, a, a lot of emphasis on working with trauma. Uh, but very much oriented toward the healing experience with the use of flowers and the use of narrative health coaching. And she's also beginning to teach classes with us at Teleosis, so I'm very excited to welcome Dina Salisi. Welcome, Dina. Great. Hi, Joel. It's wonderful to be here with you today. And it's fun for me to actually interview someone who works together with me and learn and share with our audience uh, their, your unique blend of practice. So to really let you have a chance to explain it, you were working with flowers before uh, you started studying health coaching, and then you've gotten a degree as an narrative health coach or certificate. And so you've kind of weaving them together. So tell us about what that looks like and how you work with people. Right. Um, so I would say my experience in the healing arts is back, oh, almost 30 years now. I've always been fascinated with um, working with herbs and homeopathy and flower essences. And really, um, I would say primarily working with subtle energy. So for me, what that means is it's not just about working with the essence or the homeopathic remedy, but really the energy that evolves between communication with two people. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that is really how my practice developed with health coaching, that I began to realize and recognize that most of the work I was doing was really connecting with another human being, creating that safe space, and then being able to go in and really touch the subtle energetic nature of what they were coming to me for and be able to work from there. Nice. So it's interesting. So the flower essences, you know, naturally are touching people at that subtle level. But I think there's a way that you start to use language, which is coaching and affirmation. So tell us how you do that. Absolutely. So um, when I first started seeing clients professionally, because I've really been doing this for about two decades with myself, my family, friends, and people would come to me and just ask my advice all the time. But about two years now, I've been doing it professionally. And um, I think a big thing that I began to notice was that when people were coming, they always have something that they want to work on. You know, that's why they're coming to me. Mm -hmm. And um, there's always a limiting belief. And what we call it narrative health coaching is a story or a few stories, multiple stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not that the stories are wrong or bad, but they're only part of the picture of the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was starting to hear these stories that people were coming to me with. And one of the things, the parts of narrative health coaching that I love is creating a healing topic. Mm 
Mm. And this really ties into the work I'm doing with language and affirmations because it really does serve as um, a positive affirmation. You know, it puts the client's healing goals into a positive affirmative source so that they can touch it, they can see what they're capable of, and they can see what they're growing towards. Mm -hmm. And so I do the same thing um, when I'm working with flower essences. I use affirmations and I offer these to the client when I give them a flower essence formula, they're meant to recite the affirmations or at least, you know, try to embody a sense of awareness around what the essence, what the affirmation, what the energy is that has the potential. Well, that's heal. interesting. I like that. So the idea then is also use this idea of a healing topic. Healing topic gives us a, a direction, an orientation. I used, like to use the analogy of it's like you have to decide whether you're going to Chicago or LA before you get on the road. And so, you know, and so often when we give substance to people like a homeopathic remedy, a flower essence, or even a, a, a medicine, um, you know, what's it doing? Well, in the conventional sense, it's kind of getting rid of something or it's fixing something or it's stimulating something. But when you add, uh, affirmation is almost like a mini healing topic in a way, like this remedy is to bring, you know, can you, can, can you, is, is this one easy, like give me a, an example of flower and an affirmation that, you know, you must know, you could look one up, but give me some examples. <laughs> Right. So, um, like, impatience is a great flower essence. It's one of the five in rescue remedy, and it's really commonly used because a lot of us um, have a challenge with being focused in the present moment and kind of going ahead of ourselves. I know I do, and I see that a lot, and oftentimes that'll show up with as anxiety. Mm -hmm. So one of the lines from that affirmation is, I sail along effortlessly in the perfect stream of time. And so it's, it's like, you know, it gives the, the person a place to take a pause. And then it, you know, it kind of resets your um, habit around going too fast. You know, I know for me, it does, you know, you know, I know all the affirmations now. So when I kind of catch myself in a particular state, I can just kind of grab onto this one phrase and take a moment to pause, reflect, and then go about my business. Right, it's great. So, so the, the 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 essence is working at a subtle level. We'll just you know not get too crazy about the language, um, which it's true subtle, but it has a bunch of subtle different effects. But what the language does is it incorporates the intellectual or the mental, and engage with the subtle. So it's kind of connecting the two up, right? And that is you know we came to this topic in relation to the idea of the healing topic which is this really interesting idea of like people come in with a complaint and we're engaging with a, a mental goal. Like this is what we're doing, remember that, right? We keep coming back to it. So the more a person can come back to that affirmation and as well as take it, the more likely that's gonna be what comes into their life. Yeah, absolutely, because um, what else is mental is story, right? Story resides in our mind. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll tend to spin off into our story and then you get stuck there. And then when you're stuck in story, you can't really propel towards healing. Mm. So this is just like a really a subtle shift in your perspective. And then it helps you to just be like, okay, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not, you know, totally stuck in this one way of being, I can see sort of the, um, you know, the, the trees uh, through the, or the sky, through the clouds, the sky, through the forest, right? And you can kind of get on a path then. Right, which is great. Now that's, so we're just dealing with this one aspect, but 
you use the form of narrative health coaching. So then, you know, it's not just they get flowers and affirmations go out there. They're also doing a kind of a learning process, right? They're rewriting the story. So, uh, you know, perhaps you can, you know, I don't know if you, how much that's different from what we already do, but or an example of how you work with someone to, 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 to integrate this rewriting of a story growing with the flowers and the way you work. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really good question. So um, when I first started doing the work and, and really wanting to help people to heal, what I noticed was a lot of people started showing up and really opening up to me about their trauma and not even necessarily specific events, but just that they recognized that there was something that was keeping them stuck there. And some people do have memory of what it is. Some people have no memory of what that is. It's just kind of a felt sense of being stuck. Um, and so I, I realized pretty quickly that I needed to get um, more skills in working with trauma. And so I've, you know, I'm continually learning and I'm building my toolbox. And um, one way I've recognized that really helps people is, um, you know, I do visualization practices with them in my office. And there's a lot of different things that I'll do, you know, depending on what it is that they need. And so oftentimes I'll do this practice with them in my office and then I'll write it up as an awareness practice, which mm -hmm. is how we work in the narrative health coaching. And then they go home and they practice themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, it really all ties in because these practices that I'm using focus on working with a physical sensation in the body that doesn't feel good. So we all know what that is. You're nervous, your stomach has butterflies, you're angry and your throat tightens up. You know, there's all these different physical sensations that alert us um, that something's not right. And so again, going back to story, if we just get focused on story, that's in your mind. So in helping people drop into the physical sensation that's challenging, it automatically takes them out of mind and into body. And from there, the healing really opens up. And so, and then in the bodily sensation, I'll do these different practices with them. And it really is a form of neuro-linguistic programming, which was sort of developed in the 70s. And, um, you know, you can call it, it's like self-hypnotherapy or whatever you want to call it, but it really does give a different context. So again, it's the language and the brain shifting habit. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. That's great. So then, then the coaching really into, helps integrate the flower the energetic work because it's, it allows you. So this is one of the conversations you and I both talk about as we teach the idea that the practice allows you to take what you're doing that's in the interview, in the conversation, in the work together home to, to go through learning cycles with it, to apply and assess, apply, evaluate, reassess, apply, assess, and reset, apply, assess, and reset, which I say quickly because I say <laughs> it a lot. Um, but that's a wonderful piece because then it's like you're using substance, flower essence as a, as a learning tool, not just as a, as a magical healing element. Right, and it, 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 you know, homeopathy and flower essence both can be considered magical healing healers, but we're sort of putting it in a different uh, agenda or a different uh, arena to work with people because this other stuff, this health coaching stuff really gives uh, our clients an opportunity to see more of what were their challenges are, their current story, and actually begin to 
say, well, what do I really want to be doing with myself? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 and you use the word trauma. So it ended up that that ends up being kind of your, you know, most, a lot of what you're doing is working with clients who are bleeding in trauma. Right. Yeah, and it, 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 you know, I, I imagine you got it was a it chose you and you chose it that as a topic in some way or another. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly didn't set out on that path, but um, this is where I, I am, and um, you know, I'm happy to be doing it. You know, I can do the work, which is really wonderful. Um, I would say some of my clients as well, you know, either have been through psychotherapy or or are simultaneously in therapy. And it's really great because the way it's different is that they show up in my office and they don't, we don't ever have to talk about where the trauma came from. And that's really exciting for me. That, that feels so liberating that I can sit with somebody and we can just talk about what challenge, challenges are showing up in their day-to-day -day life and work with it from there. We can recognize it as trauma, but we don't have to say, oh, well, this comes from when you were six and this thing happened. Mm -hmm. We can just work with the feelings in the body and then notice where they're getting stuck and then work from there. And that's, you know, that's what coaching is, right? And in that way, it's so empowering, I feel like. Well, so you answered the, it's funny, I didn't actually get to articulate the question, but I, the question was, is how is this different than the kind of work they're doing and how does it fit together? And you said that. So it's oftentimes that you're working with clients that are working in other modalities, right? Is what, you know, it's like they, they don't start with coming to you or some people might, I mean, I don't, but there's a way in which what you're doing doesn't get in the way of other types of trauma work. Right. Right. And they go, they couple together. And you just described that really nicely. It's like, you don't necessarily, what I just heard you say is that you don't really necessarily need to sort of reenact or go through the actual core memories to do the work that you're doing, which is what coaching sort of, I think, offers uh, as a healing modality. It's really about what, how you're showing up right now. Yeah. Right. And so, so, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you must have a, like a, a really good sort of feeling for when you bump into areas that are being influenced by traumatic past memories. Yes. Well, the thing that's wonderful and I feel really fortunate for is that typically when a client comes to me, they're, like you said, they're already set on a path to do the work. So that's great. You know, I, I see people all day long who are really wanting to have change and, and wanting to get past this stuck feeling. And I use the word stuck again because I do think that's the best way to define the energy of trauma is that it's stuck, you know, and, and I notice that when people come to me, they notice that it's immobilized. They can't move through it. And again, they don't have to even know exactly why. Mm -hmm. And once we can just start to relate that to bodily sensations and get them out of thinking, that's really like the first step, mm -hmm. then anything's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. So then going back to your idea of giving someone awareness practice, the awareness practice may be that what you just said, what's going on in your body, what's going on in your body, what sensation, what sensation. So then you become more familiar with your natural reactivity right, or your natural ways that you're reacting to circumstances, and then you can work with it, right, in some ways. So what you're working with it is awareness, rewriting the story, and then you can use these wonderful flower essences to, and the affirmations that go along with it, 
to help nurture, uh, you know, the sort of subtle uh, dimensions. You know, I, I guess, is that a fair term? I mean, fluorescence goes back to, you know, Bach or Batch, just depending on who, what culture you say that from. Um, we in America like Bach. And, uh, you know, is, do, is nurture the right word for a fluorescence? What, what do you, how do you see fluorescences uh, uh, supporting people? Well, that's, yeah, that was the next point I was going to make is, uh, so I think you're familiar with the term I'm using is flower energetics more than flower essences, because again, I'm not really focusing on take this remedy and it will heal you. It's more about the energy around the whole process. So when, once we recognize that these particular flowers correlate to these particular emotional challenges, then that's the energy we're trying to, to touch and, and negotiate right there, navigate. Um, so I think that for me, one of my main awareness and growth practices is that I really find it necessary to go out and be in touch with nature, um, if not every day, you know, as often as I possibly can, because there is this amazing healing quality that nature has. And, and I would say that um, probably all of my clients that come to me, they're really attracted to the idea of working with flower energy. So I oftentimes tell them, you know, just go out and sit under the oak tree if you feel like you need some oak essence. It's not really just about taking the essence and forgetting about it. It really is connecting with nature. So in this way, we just have this whole world outside our door that really holds us. And yeah, it does nurture and nourish us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that because then you connect it up with um, with nature, right? And mm -hmm. and the idea that, you know, it, we don't, it, there's the flower essence, flower essence, flower energetics, and nature are all healing, right, in that particular way. I mean, I love vision questing because I like to say it's like, if you strip everything down to sitting out in the middle of nowhere with nothing but you and nowhere, it's amazing how the earth heals, yeah. right? Because there's no other explanation <laughs> for what happens in that way is it's just like, well, it just, just so I was just reading something interesting about now there uh, there, there there's some evidence that that go, going barefoot is really powerful. There's a whole thing about touching the earth with your feet mm. that we haven't really been paying attention to for a long time because we're worried about foot safety versus connection in that way. So you giving people a little dose of nature and then encouraging you you do it yourself. You're out you go out and that's sort of hoping or that if your clients will go out there some way too but okay let's get really specific though you know flower essence is a specific form of flower essence therapy and flower energetics is sort of a broader sort of way that you're using them can you say a little bit more about you know your use of the term and how you work with flowers in the in to think of it as energetics or was that you, everything you wanted to say about it well, let's see. So I think it's, it, it is, of course, offering the client the essence and the affirmation that corresponds to it is connecting the flower energy. Yeah, being in nature. And, um, you know, again, like I started at the beginning of the conversation saying that I do feel like it's, it's all the inner energy that's flowing between the coach and the client and the whole program that's being co-create it and design together is that's the energy that's the energy that's good yeah. i like that so it's so, just so in other words so in a way it's like the, the, the demarcations between flower essence flower energetics and and and, and narrative health coaching it, it really is all that's flower energetics the whole process 
including your own work as a person who goes out and relates to nature and understands flowers flower energy, which you just mentioned, going outside in that way. And so it's a nice descriptor of the whole process, right? Which the narrative health coach will see on the landscape, the idea of you create healing topic, you give people awareness practices as cycles of learning, okay? The flower essence therapist will look at it and say, oh, you're giving flower essences and you know, you're using affirmations with folks and then you're doing some other stuff that somebody might call health coaching. And everybody will see the, the part that they do, but the whole thing together is the, in a, and that's a nice sort of descriptor because I could say, yes, that makes sense. That's, that's, what you, that's what you're meaning by flower energetics. And at this stage, uh, you, know, you do have a private practice and you're seeing you know, people are, are coming to see you. What type of folks come and see you? Um, you know, really, I have a broad range of clients. I work with, I've worked with children before. Um, I work with, uh, I love working with clients in their 20s. Um, that's a really great age. They're just very excited about learning and healing. Um, you know, I, I work with older people. I would say that the majority of people who come to see me are presenting with challenging emotional issues. Um, you know, because I don't really put myself out there as uh, somebody who works with intense health issues, even though I am a health coach. But interestingly, I have had people come to me who are dealing with health issues. And, um, you know, it's great because I don't have to get caught up in their symptoms or in what the doctor said. I can just listen, hold the space, and then go right into what way we're going to proceed on an emotional level. And that just opens up you know, a wealth of stuff for people when, when they recognize and realize that they're being heard and it's not about, you know, well, this test came out this way. It's about I'm a person and I'm in pain or I'm upset because I haven't been able to do this thing that I'm used to doing. And, you know, it's just amazing for me to see this catalyze the healing. I like that. You know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually kind of a nice feature because it's like there's, you're, you're not replacing the primary care physician for the health complaint. You're not replacing the therapist for working with uh, the psychotherapeutic dimensions. You're, you're just in this other place, which allows people to actually have a very pseudogenic growth process in the terms of their healing. And um, in a way it frees you, but it also frees the client from not expecting the, you know, the quote-unquote physician to be doing everything. Right. You know, we're just working in this domain, right? And this, it's a powerful domain, and it's actually one that's sort of overlooked by conventional medicine, right, in a lot of ways, which is why so many people are, you know, want to do this work with you. Right, right. And so then you also teach, right? I mean, you, you know, you, we, we want to talk to someone, I mean, we'll check in about teaching ateliosis, but you teaching other folks how to do well, specific flower essence work, but also your own way of doing it. So tell us a little bit about your classes. Right. So I think that um, when the system was developed by Dr. Bach way back in 1930, that um, the idea was that people were able to take control authority over their own health and heal thyself, right? That's his, the book is Heal Thyself. And um, so I am really 
um, try to help people to learn how to work with the essences, even if it's just a few essences. You know, I'm, I don't like to sit there and pose like I know and you don't and I'm going to prescribe for you. It really is about me trying to get people to get in touch with what it is that they feel like they need and then be able to utilize, you know, the essence or the practice or whatever it is. So in that way, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really helping them to discover. I, I have a, a class that I'm doing now is a free monthly class and I'm teaching it on the seven categories of the Bach flower essences. So each month is a different category and I think we're up to like month four right now. And um, I have the same people are kind of taking it because they wanna learn all seven categories. And it's an amazing way to learn because you know, if you're working with the five fear essences, then when you're trying to prescribe for yourself or for someone else and fear is showing up, you can just begin by looking at these five essences rather than thinking, oh, I have, you know, this whole system and I don't know where to begin. So it really is a great springboard. That's one way I teach people. Um, another way is really to, you know, offer them the affirmations that I've written um, with their essences, because this really helps them to really understand, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm using inpatients and these, this language is really helping me to understand where I'm at with it. Mm -hmm. So thank you for mentioning that. Yes, so, so the original Bach flower essence is for, for people to learn, it's a system designed for individuals to do them themselves. And so, you know, teaching the basic skills of it is a real gift. And because because anyone could go out there and notice, I noticed you, you're also working with making new remedies. So you just gave me hydrangea that you just made yourself. So you also have that other part that naturally wants to find out more about the remedies. Right, have you come up with anything from hydrangea yet? Any, any early, uh, I guess you just wrote about it in your blog. I did. That was my last, uh, my last blog piece was on hydrangea. And this is um, the one essence that I made myself and I'm, you know, listening to you. I'm listening to this flower to see what it has to offer. I've been working with it personally for about two years. Um, I'm just beginning to offer it to some other practitioners to take and to really understand what it's all about. And that is really an important part with developing remedies. We know the Flower Essence Society up in Nevada City has a really um, awesome dedicated practitioner program where um, before they give a remedy and tell all the indications for it, it takes years out there in in research um, for different practitioners to take it and then write their studies on it. And um, I think this is a really important part of the flower energy. I mean, of course, I think that anybody can go outside and whatever they're attracted to, if they're attracted to a flower, there's a reason for it and they can gain some support from it. But I think when you're using it therapeutically, like I am and other practitioners are, that it is really wonderful to have as much information as we can get from the flower. Nice. So if for those who want to know more about your classes and you, uh, your website is DS Healing Arts. Dina, DS stands for Dina Salisi. It's, it's all small, but I bet you could do it. There were capitals too. I'm sure you could just type in Dina and flowers. You might get there as well, or Dina 
Silesi flowers, but DS Healing Arts, uh, because the, you know you learn you, you know your blog usually teaches each one flower at a time, and the classes you know happen roll over and over and over again. There's also we often have taught classes together at uh, Ohlone Herbal School in Berkeley, California, and then and you're starting to teach at Teleosis uh, and some of the foundational health coaching classes. The basic the the you know what we call foundations of of health coaching will be part of what you're doing. And then of course, we've decided to, to, to add you into the clinic. So at, at Teleosis, we have the Integrated Health Coaching Clinic. And you know, it just sort of evolved over time where, I mean, I was doing homeopathy and you know, nutritional and, and sunflower essence work. And you've been in the clinic for a long time and it's a health coaching clinic. And it just sort of was a natural fit to have you start to do the health to do the flower essence prescribing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a cool uh, learning for for both of us because it's you know it, it, it's like we get to see what happens when you just get to plug in the flower essence therapy, the affirmations into a setting where I'm doing homeopathy and health coaching, mm -hmm. right? And the the students who are mostly clinicians who have been doing this for a long time just get to, you know, really just sort of observe, you know, and just see what goes on. So it's a great way of seeing a practitioner do flower essence work and flower energetics, you know, in, in without, in a sort of, a, it's kind of passive, like you're not having to, you don't do a huge amount of, uh, we will start to have you explain what you're doing a bit more, why you chose that stuff moving down the line. But, uh, you know, it's something that, that sort of grew naturally. And the next one of those starts in September at Teleosis Institute which is, uh, you can find out more, but you probably already know about that if you're watching this particular video, because <laughs> you're on the website. So uh, join that particular class. So, um, and then in terms of, let's go back, flip back to, to, the, to the health coaching piece, um, you, you know, completed the, the program and it's just something really suited you about narrative health coaching. And, you know, it was a natural fit. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about you know, why narrative health coaching works so well for you in terms of your professional practice and also interest in terms of how much you use it yourself as a learning tool. Yeah, well, as you know, um, I started out as a client before I became a narrative health coach. So I went through a narrative health coaching program with you and um, it was just transformational. It was really wildly different from any other kind of, you know, therapeutic healing I had done before. And um, I do think that I was really attracted to the idea that you could change your story and that um, you don't have to be confined by the limiting beliefs and that even some of the beliefs that are limiting or are maybe part of your old story are still part of who you are. And, you know, this, this might sound funny, like, but for me, for a really long time before I could catalyze my own healing, I sort of identified myself as, um, this is my old story, an obnoxious punk rocker. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was really hard for me to let go of that for a long time because there was armor around that and there was security in that. Um, and so I think the point that I got to that allowed me to sort of release the old way of being and grow up, you know, get to a more mature way of being was that I recognized that 
I could still have that part of me. I just don't have to act on it anymore. And so that's something that I try to help people recognize when they're dealing with trauma and really kind of severe forms of abuse that oftentimes our inclination is to get rid of it, right? Or even with an illness, I just want to get rid of it. I want to be done with it. But the truth is that it's always going to be part of your experience. It just doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to be the whole picture. I like that. So we describe that as transcend and include. So the idea is how is that persona, which you're using the description story, how does that persona serve you in certain ways and how does it limit you? And so therefore, if you can add to it and change and come up with a bigger story, then when that part of yourself actually needs to express itself, that's useful. Right? I'm not trying to get rid of it. It's okay. But if we use it all the time, it's limiting us. Yes. You're making yes. room for something new, yep. right? And so, yeah, that's right. I forgot that you started out as a, as a, as a, in the clinic. So you've gone from in the clinic all the way to the other side to teach in the clinic. It's nice. Uh, it, it's a good, it, you know, the, the clinic is a wonderful learning uh, environment for anyone, for the, for the client and for the students, for me, uh, you know, it's just like we're all just exploring together. Um, but you're, you, know, you, you know, that way that you use narrative health coaching really is a nice thing because I don't think from my understanding, when I think about flower essence therapy and the way we do it, it still has, it's, it's not exact as the old sort of fix the old problem thing because it's way different because, because Bach really did have a sort of a healing the soul perspective versus right. you know, fixing the problem perspective. And it always had positive affirmations in it, right? Well, I mean, I, it did, I mean, Katz and Kaminsky really developed that, I think, a lot, if I understand it, that correctly. Um, and at the same time, this idea of this, the, the way I am has serves a function that I'm not trying to get rid of. I'm trying to sort of give it more boundaries so I can say thank you to myself. I get it. You're angry. And I think that's not right. Right now, we're gonna, can we do something else? Right, and that's where you're you're using the narrative health coaching to help you write a new story, right? And so we keep using this write a new story. So in writing a new story, what that that looks like, and now I'm doing a little teaching, but I'm gonna pass it back to you. It's like that awareness practice you describe. First is what are the sensations, what are the feelings, and then it's like with that sensation, when I start to notice that, what would you like to see happen differently? Right. Right. That's that becomes a question And your what you're describing as well. That's what I have this essence and this affirmation. So I have an idea of what I want to do differently. Right. So then the practice becomes, well, when I notice my body getting all, you know, distorted because I'm sad or angry, you can pull out this affirmation. Right. You know, and say, I want to, you know, use impatience. Time is flowing perfectly. I'll take a breath. And now you're doing a new behavior and I can start to build that new story. So my second describe what you did pretty well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so perhaps there's, you know, can you give us a client story without, you know, it just it's, you know, someone who worked with you and 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 you know, some, some just because sometimes it's good to ground in a, an example. 
I know sure. it be, you know, I don't want to, you know, give away, you know, this is a confident, you know, it's a, yeah. Right, right. Um, well, we could always look toward um, the case study that I just published in this recent article. So there was um, a woman who came to me because she was undergoing um, cancer treatment for skin cancer. And um, she, you know, she came to me and she was already somewhat self-aware. Like she knew that she wanted emotional support for having to go in for radiation treatment. You know, she was scared and, and, and she was unsure. But a big part of what came up for her right away was that, oh, now I'm gonna have to accept help from other people, you know, the medical community, and I'm gonna have to have a neighbor, you know, drive me to my appointments. And um, she recognized right away that she was not comfortable with that. So interestingly, the whole coaching program that we did really focused on that, on being able to accept help and support from others and what the limiting beliefs were for her around that, of just not feeling worthy of, of getting nourishment from others. And so that was the complete program. That was all of the work we did. And, um, you know, the whole time we worked together, she was doing the radiation treatment. And by the end of it, I mean, her life just made dramatic change. She recognized that the job she was in was unsatisfying um, and she ended up quitting and getting like her dream job. She realized that she could cultivate relationships how she felt comfortable and really nourish them and, and she got into more relationship. And so it was really transformative and it was interesting because by the end of it, you know, we, I think we both forgot why that she had come to me, you know, because she was doing cancer treatment. She was finished with the treatment. And by the last session, I had to ask her, oh, I have to ask you, you know, how's your health? And she's like, my health, my health is wonderful. <laughs> she was like, her health was like better than it ever was. And so that really, yeah, that was really a transformative experience and seeing how we never really talked about or focused on her symptoms or, you know, how she got skin cancer. You know, she just went through all of the treatments she had to go through and she nourished herself and did the practices and came out on top. I love it. Thank you. That's a perfect crazy story. And just for fun, I mean, you gave her a bunch of different flowers, but you can remember any you know, couple of flowers that she used along the way. Right. Yeah, well, I remember oak being her type remedy because she was like a, a sturdy, strong oak tree. She was just always doing for other people and always, you know, capable, like an incredibly capable person. But so what happened then was that she would forget to do for herself and take time for herself. And what happens oftentimes with oak type people is, um, then they fall ill, you know, when they least expect it. You know, they can just go and go and go and go until they can't go anymore. And she was sort of forced into a position where she had to stop and rely on others. And this was huge for her. And then also what came into play with that was the centauri, centauri flower. And that's for um, when also when you're doing for others without recognizing your own needs. So a lot of our work was around that, her being able to tap into what her needs were, what her desires were, and that's how she came to recognize that she wasn't happy in the work she was doing, and then she went out and got this other job that she really loved. Nice, I like that. What came up for me from the story and the analytical mind is, is so one of the things that narrative health coaching does is it allows you to plug in different systems of analysis that they complement well. So you're using flower essences as a type of topology, right, for understanding, like I use Enneagram, 
right? Yeah. Topology. And what that does is it give it allows you to to, to it's a little, it's in roughly comparison to what why you said the seven categories of bot are really useful. It puts you in a ballpark, right? So for basic type is oak, these are her 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 challenges, strengths, and that helps me design for her. Right. The remedy itself helps, the affirmation helps, but it also gives me a ballpark for, for helping her what she needs to work with. Right. Absolutely. I use the Enneagram, but you can use almost any type setting that way because narrative health coaching is really supposed to be a complement to what you're already doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus like you have to set it all down and say, now I'm doing narrative health coaching. So that's a, that was a good example of that. And it also is a nice example of, of how when you take a salutogenic approach, you don't really have to get so much absorbed in the, the medical diagnostic stuff, yeah. right? And you can position yourself as a practitioner who's letting the system take care of that. And you're coming to see, to see me or you to um, be able to you know, work on the subtler dimensions, which are usually more emotional right mm -hmm. they're in your body though so just because it's emotional doesn't mean you don't have body emotions and then the subtle meaning you know spiritual and the way we use our minds and the way we show up for ourselves right that was a good case example and it really gives uh, folks a sense of and it actually is an example you know it doesn't even it, that person isn't isn't necessarily what's interesting you could say it's trauma or not trauma depending on how like the trauma wasn't important to the story in terms right. of her healing it's just this be working with where she was yeah. Right, and that's a it's a really good thing. Um, you know, basically, I'm I'm really excited the way your work has grown with the integration of the two, and uh, you know, it's going to be see, see you know your 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 publishing and your teaching classes and working with people, and so it's fun to, to work mm -hmm. with you. So I actually think um, we we really get got a good sort of sense of where how these two things go together. So I wanted you to on this particular call on the future of health coaching, because I think the future of health coach, you know, health coaching could be seen as its own independent track of growth. But and I also see it as more just as much being used with different healing modalities. Right. So and then my mind's like saying, oh, yeah, I know other people are using different healing modalities and breaking health coaching. And that would be good to sort of show the audience versus different styles of health coaching, which is what we've done. So so here you 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 show that health coaching is integrated into for you to make a unique form of healing, really, what you're calling flower energetics. And uh, I, I think that's a, a appropriate to have done that because it is distinguishing it from the more traditional what people call flower essence therapy right, right. which is a, you know which is a cool tool too you know as well i like that well dina thank you for taking the time to to share your work with me and with the audience right and um i look forward to uh to working together in the future and uh, we'll put your website and all the access stuff up so when people are done watching this video they can find you if they want to take some classes and of course uh, you'll be in some of our class materials so, so thanks i will thank you joel it was great being here i look forward to more thank you thanks